0: Welcome back to my coma,
1: waking up on your sofa, when I park my Range Rover,
0: slightly like scratch your
1: Corolla, okay I smash your Corolla, I'm hanging on a hangover, five years we've been over, ask me why I came over. Welcome to the Strap It Down podcast. It's July 14th, Thursday, we got a four game set in front of us with the Minnesota Twins. We got a great talk track in front of us today. A lot of good things. Hell yeah, we do. <laughs> a lot of great things to talk about. <laughs> um, we're going to kick it off like we normally do. We're going to talk about the weekly recap. If you joined us last time, Dave and I talked some, some Sunday fun day. We talked about the the series with the Tigers, the four-game set. We were we were doing that podcast live, and at the end of it, you cut you caught Mush going to Vegas when Gavin was hitting the bomb to put us back on the comeback trail. We end up salvaging that game, salvaging the series. We get out of there two two, which was huge because if if you lose to the Tigers at home in a four game set, if you give up if you give up three games there, it, that's just hard too hard to come back from. So we salvage those two games, and then we get a carbon copy of that with the Guardians the four game set monday to wednesday we have the the doubleheader on tuesday where we get the split we lose the first two we win the second two schwabi i'm going to pass it to you what were your thoughts this past week against the guardians
0: you know it's it's the it's the socks they uh, when they look like they're finally figuring things out they'll they'll prove you're wrong and when you when you're ready to count them out they'll uh they'll they'll drag you back in it really is a uh it's a vicious cycle we live as Sox fans
1: just when you thought we were out they suck you back in and they did a back-to-back series mush what do you got for me in the four game set
2: man I'm excited I'm excited about what I saw um you know I'm starting to believe in some of these guys as I mentioned Gavin Sheets a lot of potential there explosive um Moncada looks like he wants to be back out there. Um, you know, everybody's playing a role. Pollock's coming alive, playing defense. You know, Tony has put him in some uh, good positions out there in the back end of the games to defend the outfield. Um, I'm excited, man. I think we're, we're rolling in the right direction.
1: Yeah, Pollock, uh, Pollock's kind of the hot and cool. I mean, kind of to your point, Schwab, It's the, the White Sox do some things where you just want to give up on the season and then they win a couple in a row and you're back and and that's kind of like AJ Pollock's season I I didn't know he was as streaky as he uh as he is he had that huge hit I think it was against the Tigers to win that game but yeah I I mean AJ Pollock we need him I I think we need a little more consistency out of him he made a phenomenal play in the field yesterday against the Guardians which was huge we probably lose that game if he doesn't make that play but I, I, I want to talk in detail a little bit about the this, this series with the Tribe. So starting with Game 1, you guys, if you recall, we had Lance, Lance Lynn starting the game against Quantrill. Lance is, it, it's been a tough start, or I should say not a start, you know, a, a rough, what does he have, eight starts at this point off the injured list, and he's, yeah, it's been a it's been a very bipolar approach. I'll just put it he, that way. Yeah, he struggled. I mean, there's been a couple appearances where or a couple outings where he's been dominating, but Monday was an interesting one because he comes out in the first inning and he just and this is a little bit the Guardians of how they can get you a lot of weak contact, a lot of finding holes. Next thing you know, you mix in a couple walks and we're down five nothing, and that game's over. What, what do you guys think about Lance so far this season?
0: I mean, I think one of the things, was, the big things with Lance, I think, is his, his four seamer is down, you know, a mile and a half. So I think that the, the
1: lack of velocity is hurting him. Is the, that what it is? Yeah. Because, Mush, you, you texted about that during the game. You said his V low was down.
0: He was 94 last year, and he's at 92.6. Uh, that's, yeah, six. that's a big difference. Now, I think the one. Positive is that it's only been six starts so far. He had so I
1: I was on the high end a little bit. I said eight. Yeah,
0: and he had the the very abbreviated uh, rehab assignment. So he is, you know, probably now in a normal season, this workup, he's probably close. He's probably looking at three starts in, right, with what his buildup would have been in spring training. So I think there's there that's got to be the hope. Hope is that gotta be as he you know as he gets deeper in and he builds up more to arm strength, he can he can you can see that V-lobe hop back up and you get back to some of the Lance Lynn, Lance Lynn of old. Um, but it's definitely
1: it's concerning. So he- here's the trade off a trade-off I'll take with Lance. If you recall last year, he fell off at the end of the year to the extent where I think he was passed up. He he could have pitched that last game against Houston in the playoffs, but we opted to go with Rodon. Rodon, who actually pitched decent, but um, Lance Lynn earlier in the year. I mean, he was he, he was a Cy Young candidate. So if my trade off is that he has to you know do a stint on the IL earlier in the year in order to come back strong later, I. Uh, maybe I'll take that chance because we know what happened last year. It seemed to, that he ran out of gas. So, Mush, what, what's your take on Lance so far this year? His
2: velocity is definitely down. I mean, I think I think the first two innings I counted, you know, close to 25 of 30 pitches was were under 90 miles an hour, which at this level in the game, you just can't do that. You can't be there, especially with how explosive everyone is. And ball speed is just such a big deal. These days, but uh, nonetheless, I mean, I don't know. He just looks tired. He looks worn out, and I I truly feel like if we're gonna be the team that we need to be, and we're gonna we're gonna make we're gonna take it to the distance, Lance Lynn's gonna be our bullpen guy. So I think we need to go out. I think we need to go out and get somebody else because I don't think he's got the longevity to be
1: six seven innings every you know, every time up. I don't see it in him. That's a that's a big statement right there because. Rick. He's, Rick gave he's a him. Spot, he's a spot guy.
2: You know, he's a, he hits his targets, which is most phenomenal pitchers do in the back end of their career. The, the, you know, they're gonna outsmart their batters. They're gonna they're gonna spot their pitches. They're gonna play games. But dude, when you can't hit ninety, you know, three four pitches consecutively in today's game, the eight nine the eight nine hitters are gonna take
1: you. Yeah. Back. You, you got to be careful a little bit with that, though, because Lance throws a variation. I, I he's, He throws, like, all fastballs, but I think a version, maybe it's his cutter, is high 80s. He's got a 4 so seamer, a cutter, and a sinker that all are very similar. Yeah, so I... So then what? His location's just Well, off. no, I, I think I think you're right. I think the velocity's down across the board, but I think some of those, like the ones that he's hitting high 80s on, is by de, not necessarily by design, because I think he'd probably want it to be a little faster, but... That's that's part of, like, his normal arsenal.
2: Can can anyone pull, pull up a spin rate on him? I, I was trying to find a pitch count, total pitch so count. So his, his
1: cutter last year was
0: 88.7. This year it's 88.9. You want spin rate? Yeah. Uh So his, his spin his fastball spin rate percentile is in the 87th percentile, which is, you know, r- ranked as, like, a great uh, starter for all pitchers. All pitch- 87 percentile is, is. That seems a little. Well, wild. it's just 87 percentile, right? It's not saying it's just he's better than, you know, the majority. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Well, I, I think
1: what you're gonna see too, like I, I was looking I was looking this up the other day, and Lance's FIP is only like, and and that's a flawed stat, but his his FIP, fielding independent pitching, is like 4.17, which. You compare that to his ERA, which is over 8, I think, right now. And that tells me that there's a lot of bad luck that Lance is getting right now. And uh, we saw a lot of that in the first inning against the Guardians.
2: Serious question. I mean, maybe it's not a serious question. Do you feel like with the dynamics of the stat cast, the extended breakdowns, um, all the analytics that are coming into play now with baseball, do you feel like the ERA category is kind of outdated? I, I know it's very plain simple, but do you feel like it's outdated?
0: Schwabi, what do you got? I mean I think ERA, end of the day ERA is, is something you're always gonna have to use and, and know. Yeah. I mean I, I think I think we're eat where ERA doesn't tell the whole story is early on in the year, right? Small sample size. When he's only in through six starts, I would care more about his, his FIP, his ex FIP, um, you know, things of that nature. But at the you know, end of the after 30 starts, your ERA is going to tell a better, a better, it's going to tell you a pretty good story of who you were as a pitcher. But I think through a six starts or through any four start streak or four start run in the middle of the year, XFIP is probably a better idea. Um,
2: Yeah. And I feel like we've gone from, you know, measuring ERA is like the volatility symbol to now we're looking at in depth breakdowns with spin rates and everything. It's like, Measuring the volatility within the volatility. I don't know. I could be just going off into the gutter here, but I just feel like it's just, it's not accurate.
0: Well, the other thing that I would want to know with some of it is I don't I don't know, and I I don't know this. I don't know how much shifts play a part in your X fit, right? Are they Are they putting giving you the, you know I don't know. I, I would want to know. I think the shift plays a, a larger part in a lot of things defensively now. And I think at least as of I know last year the Sox were one of the, one of the teams that shifted the little the least
1: um, of anyone. So sometimes I, I don't know if you guys get the same feeling, I I got this feeling a ton when we were playing the Guardians, but it, it felt like we were playing eight on ten. I I don't know what it is. It's like you know Quan comes up to the plate Rosario and those guys are. Not hitting, you know, hitting nine off the bat. Exit velocity is like ninety miles per hour, and it's just finding holes constantly. And then, and maybe it's a product of us hitting the ball on the ground all the time. But it, like, no, you know, I think I
2: think you're right. I I couldn't agree more with you. I feel like watching that series was like they were always in the right place at the right time.
1: Yeah, it's it's frustrating, man. It's just like. How, and it, it, just looking at the lineups too, you know, it's like very clear. You're comparing. I say this a lot, and and we're all biased, but like you, you just compare. You compare talent levels of the lineups, and it's just not even close. And you see the Guardians just nickel and diming us up and down the lineup to come out with an, an eight run game here and there, right. and it's just it's frustrating. But so I, I'm gonna move on. So so that game one we lose, we drop. Because Lance has their rough first inning. That that killed us in that game. We lose 8-4. to four. Game 2 and Game 3, the doubleheader on Tuesday. We got Davis Martin going Game 1. Bieber throws a complete game. We drop that game 4-1. to one, And then the nightcap Dylan sees. Proves MLB and the naysayers wrong with right. the shutout and winning 7-0. What, what were your thoughts on, on, two to, on, on the... Doubleheader set on Tuesday.
0: You you have to come away with a split. Um, so the fact that they were able to win the nightcap was was big. Um, I thought it was interesting that the Sox used their better guy in the nightcap, while well, the or the Guardians used their better guy in the in the first game. So Schwabi
1: don't steal my thunder. That's in that's for Hall of Fame baseball player decisions. My, my, so my apologies. I will I will I will,
0: I will leave that there. Um, you know, but I, you know, yeah, you, you had to win one. Which was good, I you know, I think you'll talk more about it. But it sounds like that first game, you know, Davis Martin's thrown pretty well for us. Um,
1: he pitched well. You know, he pitched he well.
0: Definitely keeps you keeps in games and gives you a shot. So it's a shame we weren't able to pull that one off. But.
1: Really, the the White Sox lost that game in one inning, and there was two plays that could have been made that that were not made. That we lost the game on, and it was frustrating, but. The Mancada misplay at third. It was a routine ground ball. He didn't charge it. He sat back on it, and he misplayed it. Went as a base hit. I mean, that was the most generous base hit that I've seen in a while. Um, so Aloy, a ball in the gap to Aloy, soft liner, takes the wrong route to the baseball. Could have been no. an easy, easy catch. Aloy, a bad route? he didn't route? hurt himself on that. Mm. He didn't hurt himself on that play Somehow. Uh, just I mean that kills you, and then that was all with two outs, so they they put up a three spot, and it's demoralizing because you got Bieber on the mound. Which this is another conversation for another day, but Bieber, you, you want to know how do you beat the White Sox? Just find a guy who could throw a slider and you can hit an outside corner, and we have a great hander, and we have zero shot. Bieber's. Bieber, I, thought
2: you, I thought you said that Bieber was washed up, and he was. He was more. He, he is washed up. He's twenty-seven years old. He is washed up.
1: Dude, come on. Man. He stinks. He stinks. Bieber. Bieber could barely throw. He couldn't hit ninety-one. You want to talk about velocity? All right. Explain to me this, Mush. Lance right. Lynn velocity is Lance Lynn's issue. Lance Lynn is has like three miles per hour on average. No, I exaggerated there. He has on average two miles per hour over Bieber. So why is Bieber? That's great,
2: legs. That's great, but then tell me when Lance Lynn is gonna go the fucking distance this year. You,
1: you want to know why Bieber went the distance? Because what? we swing why? at because every. Because he's
2: fucking good. No,
1: because we swing at every fucking pitch
2: that's thrown to us. I don't care if you could throw high eighties and low nineties all day long, and you're gonna go seven, eight, nine innings, and you're gonna you're gonna strike out ten. I mean, the the guy's got poise. He's got stamina. He's coming into his prime. He's he going to end up on the Yankees, and he's going to end up in the Yankees next year. Bieber, and he's a good deal.
1: I hope the Yankees give him 200 mil because the guy's washed up. Bieber, if if the Guardians somehow make the playoffs this year, which I will put a 10% probability on because they stink. Schwab, Schwab, back
2: me up here. No, he
1: Schwab. stinks, dude. He you can't throw Bieber's 91. I, 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 I
0: care, care. I don't care. Velocity, I feel, is overrated in a lot of points. If you got good move, if you had good movement, you're know pitch, you're Okay, with no velocity. His movement's
1: not nearly okay. That's a good point, Schwab. I- I'll take that. Like it is overrated because Cueto is shutting down the Twins right now, and he's got no velo. But Bieber, I, I coasted distance, dude. The Coast Shane Bieber, the 2020 Shane Bieber, I-, I would literally, I wouldn't watch the games because the guy was unhittable. He would strike out. He'd have over 10 Ks a game, every game. I know. I had him in main fantasy league keeper pick. Schwabi, Schwabi, look up for me. What's Bieber's K's per nine this year? It's and, down. It's like eight. Yeah, no, it, I would be shocked it if was it was eleven eight. last year. And if it was, if it's and eight 20, this 20. year, it's because he has the luxury of facing the whites. Well, I shouldn't say that the White Sox K rates have been better. But dude, you want to know why he's going the distance? Is because Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, these guys are su- swinging pitch one, pitch two every time. I think Benetti said it, it was the nightcap. This is when, Schwab, you tweeted this <laughs> after we lost game one. Was that after we lost game one or was that after Monday night where where Pods, Ozzy, uh, and Chuck were just going nuts? I think that was that after was Monday, night. Monday, night. That was Monday night. These guys swing at 33, 33 out of 49 at-bats. Listen to how crazy this is. I think this was the Bieber game. 33 out of 49. Players were out before before pitch four even happened. That's insane. Yeah,
2: but that's that's because that's because ninety percent of our batting order is under the age of twenty five. No. And pitching, pitching selection comes down to it's an age thing. It, that's what the, these older it has guys. It nothing have to do with to age. Do.
1: Juan Soto is like the one of the youngest sluggers in the league, and he has a phenomenal walk. Phenom. It's because Frank many. Manich- he's, he's
2: a one of a kind.
1: What, whatever these guys are doing i i don't know what they're doing in the analytics room before games but it just they literally got to just do the opposite of what they're
2: being told it's and crude. it has to do with age because these older guys can't keep up with the fastball so
1: they have to be selective so you think they're like sitting on off speed in the first three no they're just pitches?
2: they're working smarter not harder when you get to an older age in baseball you have to outsmart the young studs and that's that's like gonna Bray you Watch what Abreu does. His savvy, his, his
1: yeah, Jose a stud. Just,
2: yeah, I mean he's a perfect prime example of that aspect of of the game. You have to evolve when you get older. You're going to lose reaction time, lose a lot of athleticism in a sense, and you, you got to adjust to be to
0: keep up. All right, so so Beavers K through nine or strikeouts per nine is nine this year. So not terrible. That's a that's a lot higher than it I is. Thought. All right, not terrible. It is. His last year he was at twelve point five. Year oh, the year he won the Cy Young, he was at fourteen point two. Yeah. So it's yeah,
1: he fourteen. Fourteen it's dropped, he's
0: dropped up. substantially. That's all
1: I needed to hear, Schwab.
0: Additionally, Bieber. his fastball uh Wasted. speed. Wasted and no support. His average four seamer <laughs> speed is ninety point nine miles per hour, which is two miles per hour less than last year. That's fine.
1: Two miles per hour. He lost two American miles per hour in sprint. one
0: year. The
2: guy's going eight, nine innings. No one goes dude, eight, nine he's innings He's going
1: like. nine innings against the White Sox. They swing at everything. What a, dude, I'm not impressed. I, I could go nine okay. against the White all Sox. All
0: right, let's keep. I, I, I'm getting frustrated. His gotta, FIP is 2.73, right, though. So his FIP is his, his advanced stats for telling good stories, too. What's his FIP? His FIP, FIP is 2.73. <sighs>
1: Your FIP is full shit. That's a good FIP. All right, all right. So maybe he's not washed. I don't know what FIP
0: means, Building independent. I, I mean, I need a his dictionary. His ERA plus is not good. His <laughs> ERA plus is the word I mean, it's 1 18, which isn't bad, but it's not. That's his, what worst, is the plus? That's his worst, like, supporting stat. On steroids? Supporting stat.
1: Dude, I, I'm telling you right now, though, Bieber, if he's in the playoffs, he he's not the Shane Bieber of old. That's all I'm going to say. I'll leave it there. We're going to move on. Game three, the nightcap, and I gotta pause there because they're showing the replay of the King Louie Grand Slam. Are you kidding me with this guy? Did he just did he just double down the line? To, oh my god! Yeah. the King is Dude, just he smoked that. He's absolutely just pounding the Twinkies right now. Just what we Lou was getting hot going in the series, and he's just absolutely killing right now. This is this is what we needed. We need to show the Twins. Patience is a virtue. Who bought who the boss is in this division and and the king is getting hot and he's taking control. I think Schwabi, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. He was your pick to click.
0: He was the one I said, like that. If we, if we're going to come out of this thing looking good, it's gonna be a large part
1: due to him. I'll bow to your king, King Louis. Who so who is your click to pick, Legs Yasmani Grandal? No, no, so <laughs> Yasmani, uh, when I talked to Schwab. Cause I I I did both of them. So two weeks ago, I I don't know. No, it was probably a week and a half. I did Jose. I mean that that was an that was a cop out pick though. That was easy because Jose is a stud. But then with you Mush, if you remember, I did Sebi, and Sebi's been struggling. And and Mush somehow did Gavin, and Gavin it against all odds immediately She's hits a like game Sunday morning. Right. That is, don't get used to that one much so he's coming. he's coming so game three cease Pilkington if we don't win game three after losing those first two and you have cease versus Pilkington just just pack it in for the year because
2: I mean right and that's what we had talked about Sunday is we knew that they had to match up cease with Pilkington to assure a win regardless of what what the situation was prior to yeah and um
1: which was actually, Mush. If you remember, we we um, we were talking about matchups for the doubleheader, and you called it. You nailed it right in the head. You said you said you would match up Cease with Pilkington to kind of guarantee the win, and yeah. then you would roll with Martin against Bieber. That's exactly what happened. We got the split.
2: Which we weren't. We weren't really sure who was going to dive into that spot, though. I mean, I think Martin did a great job. He held his own, but. We were we weren't sure what Tony was going to throw into the mix.
1: Yeah, so hold that there because because we're gonna we're gonna take a deeper dive into that. So, and Moncada sack fly, we're just pouring it on the Twins. Keep pouring it on. I want to win this game by twenty. Abreu sack fly. Moncada scored. My fault. My fault. Yeah, that was that was close. That was way closer than I thought it'd be. I thought that was gonna he was gonna. Well, that's why he wears yellow gloves. So you could see. His <laughs> Yeah, I'm watching the replay now. Ooh, that was close, but I think he got in. He's good. Yeah, he's- So we win that game 7-0. We get off to the good start. Jose sets the tone with the two-run bomb in the first, which was huge. We needed that huge pick-me-up after after the, the game two loss. And then the king, King Louis goes off the foul pole for the three-runner to kind of, kind of kickstart his hot streak here. So that was a big win. And then let's talk about yesterday a little bit. Giolito, the ace that we need, and I think he's turning the corner a little bit because if you remember, so this is his fourth consecutive good start. Last start, last start, Giolito, he gave up five earned runs, but that was all after two in the seventh inning, and I Tony does a terrible job of getting him out of the game. Yeah, that was rough. And he, Tony finally learned. I, I I'd say maybe he learned his lesson yesterday, but he still gave him one more hitter than I would have. If if Tony pulls him out timely, and I know Joe Kelly came in and blew up a little bit, Gialito is going on four consecutive quality st- quality start streak, and his stuff looks good, man. He's figured it out. Him and him and Ethan have been in the lab. I told you he was and fine. Back to and right we way. did Giolito advanced uh, stats. We we did it. Said he yeah. was fine. Yeah, you you called it, schwabi I don't
2: know if it has to do with being in the lab, you know, playing fucking Pokemon or whatever the hell you call <laughs> it. But Pokemon. I think it has to do with I think it has to do with guys stepping up like Dylan Cease, um, Johnny Cueto, Graveman, uh, Raylo. I think Giolito's realizing think motivated? Like, hey, he doesn't have he doesn't have to be no he doesn't have to be Michael Jordan man he just has to throw out, go out there and do his thing and, and and pitch the way he knows how to pitch. And we have the bullpen, and we have the bats to just carry him to a victory if he just plays it smart. Yeah. Before
1: he was trying to be a superhero, and I just don't think that's his—that's his—not his mantra. And you don't need that with this rotation. I mean, no, with, not at all. With with Johnny Cueto doing what he's doing, this rotation can just be. This could be nasty. So game four, Giolito, he gets the win, no earned runs. Harrison at. I so I couldn't tune into this game until about the seventh. I literally tune in, and the first thing I see is Anderson getting hit by (laughs) Louise Robert. Oh, frozen rope. I mean, is this just like they absolutely killed it? But it's like, what? What is Tim? Tim is in like La La Land, dude. You like do the limbo or something, man? Get out of the way.
2: That was one of those where he just kind of he tried to like look like he was hurt, but he realized how stupid of a play that was. Oh my my, god! My wife's like,
1: "How did he get hit by that ball?"
2: I don't know, man. My wife's like, "Do they just go back to the bag?" It's like
1: dead center. So all right, I'll give Tim the benefit of the doubt, even though for like some reason he forgets how to play baseball when he's in Cleveland. So I (laughs) I see that I see Tim get hit by the line drive, and then the next inning. Fucking Harrison boots that ground ball, and it's just like, here we go. This is the 2022 White Sox, but you get the lockdown seven, eight, nine, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little later with the bullpen because it's been awesome. So that recaps the week. We go two and two back to back two and two splits with the Tigers and the Guardians. We're transitioning here. Hall of Fame baseball decisions. Tony Larusa, gentlemen, I'm gonna pass it to you guys what do you want to talk about with our favorite manager and his decisions this past week
0: I want to talk about my good friend Ozzy Gian's hatred for all things baseball <laughs> and how disgusted he is for a man who he who well, he claims he well,
1: loves dude oh, well real quick real quick schwabi Ozzy is Tony, Ozzie i think might be tony's biggest supporter
0: agreed like that was that's the thing is that like this last like week all the people who are Sox employees have finally uh, had enough. Ozzie's gone after him. Chuck's been making you know comments throughout the year. Pod's got after Chuck's him. Chuck Salty. Frank got after him. Stone and Bonetti are like Steve Stone, who preaches positivity on Twitter and blocks everybody. Is is out there taking shots in the from the booth. I mean, everyone's finally. He's done enough insane things that everyone's just like, what in the world is going on?
1: They finally broke Jerry's employee. Right. Is that... I mean, it's very clear what happened. Because this was so obvious the whole time. And all the fans were just... The fans have just been so fed up all year. Because all this shit was so obvious. Like, it's been happening two... It it was happening two months ago. It was happening a month ago. It happens every day. And you could only, like... the employees, the Chucks, the I mean Chuck Salty was in front of all of them, but the Aussies, the Steve Stones, they finally were like, all right, enough is enough." Like, this is this is beyond malpractice. That's how bad it is for to get those guys to turn.
0: We want a specific moment. Let's talk about Jose Ramirez and Tony. Burns <laughs> on second and third. Jose's up to the plate, two outs. What do we do? We pitch to Jose. Because, you know, that's what you do when the Indians or the Guardians have, you know, one
1: guy. You make that one. Wait, this one. You let that one guy beat you. What? That was second and third. One out. Two outs. Two outs. Two outs. Two
0: outs. He singles the right field, drives in the two runners. Uh, Then, was it two innings later? He comes up, runner on second. Is that one or two outs in this time?
1: This next time, I think it was two outs as well. All right,
0: so we got Jose up again, and we decide we're going to – after the first pitch, which is a foul ball strike, we decide we're going to intentionally walk him. Once again, 0-1. We love walk intentionally walking, guys, once we have thrown a <laughs> pitch. Either you intentionally walk the guy the first before you throw a pitch, or you face him.
1: It – absolutely boggles my mind
0: that how we go how we go up 01 we're like yep let's let's
1: throw that four up there and, and let's let's walk him okay so let's let's hear what benetti and stone had to say after the 01 intentional walk
2: ramirez okay
1: so the Sox threw
2: him a pitch yeah they threw him one pitch and then they decided to walk him apparently didn't like that pitch but
0: they're putting him at first base now which is usually a good thing would have been nicer with a one to nothing score but better late than never
2: can I ask why you would do it after a pitch no I, I have no idea I'm not I can't I yeah. can't ask I got no uh, no you can you can definitely ask okay I, I can't tell you why but you can ask
1: so Benetti and stone just mine <laughs> mine absolutely blown on the 1 intentional walk rightfully so. I tweeted this right after I, I just assumed that it had to be the first time in major league history that this happened because no other idiot in their right mind would walk somebody. I know, so o oh one o oh one count or not? What's the logic in giving him one pitch down the middle? I think I think it was off speed, and then and then walking him after. What did you guys catch the logic for that? So I think Tony
0: was asked about it, and, and Tony basically said that they told Davis Martin to pitch around him both times. And in the first, you know, the first bat, they told him pitch around, and didn't get it done. And he hit the single. He told to do it again. And it wasn't, <laughs> so, it so wasn't. Tony, it, you didn't... Because it was close. <laughs> it was so close, he was able to hit it. Tony's like, all right, well, forget it. I'm just going to walk him.
1: Imagine trying to, like, have a winning baseball team with a guy who literally doesn't know. Where Can we it's it's blame it on where, like, ugh, <laughs> keep playing
0: all
1: that on Yeah. We blame on a lot of things. It's just like.
0: You, you want to tell Johnny Cueto to nibble the corners and pitch around a guy? Johnny Cueto can do that. I, I'm not asking. To, I, you're asking. I talk about like when I'm coaching. I talk about putting my players in a position to succeed. Yes. Right. And if if I'm putting my kids in a bad spot and they don't get it done, that's my fault. That's that's what you can ask a guy in his fourth major league start to to do. If you're if you want him to essentially unintentionally intentionally walk him. Just intentionally walking.
1: (laughs) Dude. So the the one thing I think Tony does good, (laughs) and this is literally the only thing because he's just absolutely atrocious, is he always defends the players, which I like. He'll never, like, throw a player under the bus in the media. But it's like, dude, you can't be an idiot and then just, like, defend their players when they're not hustling. You you got to... got to take some sort of position you know and i think this is what drew, drove ozzy off the cliff because they 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 lost that game too they're absolutely lifeless and bieber does it throws a complete game and ozzy i mean imagine if ozzy was was managing the team he he would be screaming he'd be screaming and tony's going to the media oh You gotta give all the credit to Bieber. Bieber pitched great with his eighty-eight mile per hour fastball. It's like Tony, give me a break. All right, dude. I'm tired of it. Like, I want I just want some emotion and he's just too he's too old to give me emotion and to get like invested in this thing. Like the fans are so I think Tony's like invested, but he's just like he's past the point where he is all there to be as invested as the fans. And I think that's where the frustration boils over. Much. What, what are your thoughts on Tony?
2: I think it comes down to, you know, I agree with the whole aspect of um, backing up your players because if you lose the integrity in the clubhouse and you lose the trust in the clubhouse, I mean, you're just going to start, it's going to It's going to be disaster. And I think that's the difference. It, it would between, snowball. Yeah, and I think that's the difference between Ozzy and uh, Tony is, is Tony keeps his composure, whether it's intentionally or not, I don't know, maybe it's dementia. But uh, <laughs> it, it, when you get to he, and Ozzy Guillen's a firecracker, you know, so he he rambles on, he he just gets things going, and sometimes it can be taken the wrong way. And nowadays, and nowadays, per, perceptions reality, and you just you could lose a clubhouse real quick with one bad comment. And I think that's the difference between the two.
1: Andy Vaughn just absolutely fucking murdered a baseball. God, this is just so enjoyable to watch. Nine to one. I want to bury the twins. I want, I want all four. Give me all four games. We'll we'll talk about it a little bit in the look forward. So real quick, okay. We, we've touched. We've talked a lot about Tony, but my grip with Tony this past week was game uh, day two. Mush when we were talking about matchups, we lose game one. Right, that was a little bit of a a gut punch. Yeah, and that
2: was that was hard to may, swallow.
1: Maybe we did bounce back good because we won the last two. But if I'm if I'm Tony Larusa, I'm coming Dylan Cease game one. I don't care that he's throwing Bieber. I'm not letting I'm not letting the other manager dictate what I'm doing because I I'm going for the jugular. I'm not looking at matchups and saying oh I want Cease against Pilkington. I'm gonna I want them su- to submit to me. So I would announce I would announce Cease game one and then you do what you want with it because. I want to bounce back from that loss and I want to get the team back on the right and,
2: foot. And I agree with you legs. I, I feel like uh, this has been my push the whole time is like, Hey, just just keep your pace, stay in line, stay within five games back. We'll get hot and roll. I feel like the twins and the guardians, they play, they're playing chess. They're playing checkers right now. And in LaRusse is playing chess. And I feel like it, that's going to pay off eventually. It, do I agree with you with the micromanaging and manipulation? Yes, but I feel like you kind of just have to go an eye for an eye as well to to, to battle. You know, put put your ace against your ace. Is Dylan our ace? Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's hard. To, it's too early to tell right now.
1: Mush, what I love about you through this whole through thick and thin of this podcast, talk about Mister PMA. He's as has anyone had Tony's back more than Mush through this whole process.
0: Yes, Jerry Reinsdorf. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Okay, on that note, we're moving on. Need a little relief. We're gonna talk about this bullpen. A bullpen that I've been impressed by. There's been a, a couple flaws. We've had some injuries. Let's do this, gentlemen. Let's let's rank let's rank our top. Maybe let's 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 go to five. Can we go to five? I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to both of you guys. I think the top three are pretty obvious. We got bummer on the IL, right? So let's take Bummer out of the equation. Let's give us who who do you trust the most coming out of the bullpen? Schwabi. I'm I'm starting with you. You want give me your top five.
0: I, dude, so here's my issue. Like I almost wanna fight you on the fact that you said the bullpen's been great. I feel like the three guys have been fantastic. Those yeah. guys have been absolutely out of their minds. I got one guy who I think has been solid, and I would say the rest of them have been are absolute are are scary. Okay,
1: okay. Who's um? I would argue. I would argue that. So I'll, I'll start. I'll start with this one. So I, obviously with the top three, right? Which is uh, dude. I, it's something that gets gets me pretty jazzed up. Is Low. Graveman, Liam, seven eight nine. So the question is four and five, right? That's why I went to five, because I wanted to know who you guys trust the most in those in those two spots. Obviously it's not Joe Kelly.
0: Right. I mean I think there are three guys I think they're in the conversation for four and five. I think
1: it's Tanner.
0: Go ahead. Yeah. Foster or Lambert. I think you're wrong.
1: Yeah. I, I I you know what that's you know who I would go, Schwab? I would actually, I would go Lambert. No, I'd go Tanner for Lambert five. I'm, which,
0: I'm <laughs> which, i same place. And they, I mean, they sent Lambert down two weeks ago and they only brought him back up when they gave the, uh, Velasquez the, dude,
1: Lan- Jimmy's been, the Phantom deals. spot. We've, yeah. But for what we've asked him to do, he's been doing phenomenal.
0: Jimmy's pitched well out of the pen. He's, has not, he's struggled every time he's been in the rotation. Um, I think for I think every time, if not most, but he's pitched well all
1: the time. And then Tanner Banks, we got to give credit where credit's due. I was I was harping on, or I, I was giving Rick some shit about having Tanner make the opening day roster, and he's proved everybody wrong. Thirty years old rookie, and he's think about being the only left. Thirty years in old Le pen. He's thirty. So, he's thirty you and he's a rookie. Me I still got a chance. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know who you guys are. It's Tanner Day,
1: but... <laughs> oh. so Tanner Banks, this guy is the only left hander in the bullpen and he's been pitching phenomenal. I I've been very impressed with what he's been doing and I, I would say so Yeah, I think he's my fourth out of the pen. So who else do we have? Who else do we have back there? Foster, he's been hot and cold. More so cold, especially lately. Vince, Vince is useless. I, I predicted. I he's can't a believe filler. Vince is still on there. Vince is a filler. I, I man. predicted w- when the day that we signed Vince, I predicted that he'd be a free agent, or I, I predicted that he wouldn't be on the White Sox by July. So he actually has exceeded my expectations. I think. I think he's a, he's, he's a filler. He's a garbage man. He's trying to uh, fulfill your prophecy. there,
0: legs. Like, Rick just won't uh, won't oblige.
1: Yeah, he stinks. So who else do we got back there, Schwabi?
0: Currently the bullpen reads as Matt Foster, Kendall Graven Graven, Liam Hendricks, Joe Kelly, Big Jim Lambert, Reynaldo Lopez, and everyone's favorite Jose Ruiz.
1: Oh, Jose, I forgot about Ruiz. He's actually been better lately. He was Jose's Ruiz fine, and I never the- want
0: to see him in a game where he haven't went. <laughs>
1: Dude, he came out of the gates though, a changeup. What happened to the changeup? That changeup was insane and then he just forgot how to throw it. I, I don't know. Yeah, he that one's a tough one cuz he's but the, you know what the problem is? We just have too many guys that are like inning eaters, you know? You, you got to have more high leverage guys.
2: And I think that's where Joseph Kelly comes into play. I think Tell that Probably more I think Joe Kelly's going to be the difference maker if he can stay in line and get his shit together um, on a mental level. Let's put it that way. His The movement on his fastballs is nothing short of phenomenal. Um, if he could get his shit together, he's going to be an asset and he's going to be our, our best reliever going into August. I promise you that.
1: He's got the stuff to do it. Absolutely. He's better than Liam. I don't care what anyone says. Nah, all right. That's That's a slow down. Slow He down. is unhittable when he's in honest <laughs> game. What did, you, what did you say to me when you slow, slow your roll over there? Better than Liam? Liam has been unconscious. So we're talking about the bullpen. Liam's unhittable. That game against the Guardians yesterday, it went, I think it was Naylor. Um. It was Naylor, Franmill and then and, uh, Jones, Nolan. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't have a chance, dude. Liam was so. It, Graveman was too, by the way. Graveman was nasty, but Liam, Liam's unhittable right now. He did the same thing last year, if you guys remember, just went on the like ridiculous stretches. So I'm pretty pumped about this bullpen. We need I think we need one or two more guys and hopefully Bummer comes back. There's there hasn't been any word on Bummer, which makes me a little nervous. But we're gonna we're gonna move on here. I'm gonna post up at the trading post. I wanna hear a trade offer from both of you and we're gonna share our thoughts.
2: Wheelin and dealing.
1: Wheelin' and dealin. What do you got for me? I'm starting with you, Mush.
2: All right, I'm digging deep into the basement cellar of the National League, going into Ohio Land to the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> All right, we need what do you got? We need a legit number two, a second baseman. We need I like a guy. We need a guy who could carry the team with a hot bat, but we need a guy who could fill that seven eight hole and and be top-notch in the league at that position. Jonathan India,
1: okay? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go with Drury. Stop, <laughs> stop,
2: totally stop, just... stop, stop, stop,
1: stop. <laughs> Drury, Drury
2: is a third baseman Dude, at heart.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. I was about to compliment Drury you. Drury is a third and baseman. Say, I can't believe you came up with this, this exact player John- that we need, and then you go with Jonathan India.
2: Jonathan India. Oh my Drury's mine. Whatever, man. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I oh, had a, there's a complimentary pieces to this deal, eggs. All, right, all
1: right, all right. Coming in at the number two spot in the deals, Tommy Fam put to play a little defense. Tommy Fam, the I'm I'm Team Fam in the fantasy issue. Okay,
2: but, but and and the reason why I say this is because our 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 front office has never been big on pulling a, a, a top notch deal. We don't go out and buy Ferraris. We go out and get the used Mercedes. Okay. <laughs> so we got Jonathan India coming in to support the infield, bat 789, Tommy fam to play some defense, bat 789, and we're going to go out and get as a number 3 in that deal is Alexis Diaz, the young gun right hander reliever um who's who's <laughs> throwing brother. hard. Is it
1: Edwin's brother? He's
2: yep. yeah, he's the kid's he's electric and I think he could be he can hold hand in hand with the Raylo approach, you know, going two three innings in, the, in that middle okay. of the uh, game.
1: So yeah, you know, uh, not, we'll a flashy, really not a flashy, not a flashy approach. Not but, a flashy. Yeah, Jonathan India. And uh, we're giving up. We're going to give
2: up Garrett Crochet. We're going to give up Lane on Sosa and some cash, some extra cash. Because we don't like
1: to so spend money. I, think, I, I mean, I think I think Crochet and Sosa is a good haul.
0: I think I, it's doable. Cool, if I'm Cincy, I'm doing that trade every day, right?
1: You think so? Yeah, I think so too. But we need depth. We don't need we don't need superstars. We need guys that could that could spot start. So you're you're pretty down on India then? I know he's having a actually, here, but he's banged up. I'm
2: not gonna lie. So Drury was it was initially in there instead of India, but Drury is more of a third baseman <laughs> complementary too. And I just feel like we need a solid, we need that second baseman who's like that everyday all star potential guy. India, yeah, he's had his ups and downs, but I
1: think we need a little flow in our lineup. I <laughs> I just laughed because literally you could have been walking me down the path more perfectly to get to Drury, who was like, I had to run down and scribbled out. And then you just come out with Jonathan India, which would be like the last player that I would have put on the list. Drury, like Schwab, I digress. Drury looks too much. <laughs>
2: he's too much like burger. He plays too much like burger.
1: Schwabi, what do you got for me on the trade?
0: So I, I, got three guys I'm looking, and I think uh, Brand is obviously with one. Uh, <laughs> my other one would be Ben Tendy. Ooh, right. We get two. Those are both left-handed bats. Um, you know, yeah, okay. it helps
1: us in some of our areas of need. And then yeah, third, I, we need somebody to hit right handed pitching. Right. Just absolutely it's we're dire need of that. And, and Drury's got a good I think Drury has good splits against right handers if I recall. Yeah, Drury's it. good. We incredibly.
0: know that. And my third uh my third trade target is old friend Jose Quintana.
1: Ooh. Oh cue for some depth. So grassy. I
0: right. I mean I think I think what we're seeing right now is we've got we have some oh A, you can never have enough pitching. Yep. B, I think we have some, you know, Kopech has been a little slow of late. Some of that may be the innings and the, you know, pitching more. Some of it may be the knee that I think, you know, he probably hurt to some degree uh, a couple trips out. But I think getting Jose would – he's been pitched pretty well for the Pirates. I can't think they're going to want a lot for him. So I think he would be a fairly cheap target um, and potentially, you know, provide some depth, and uh, help along those lines.
1: Okay. Who are you giving up for those guys?
0: So I think Ben Attendee is probably the one they're going to want the most for. I I believe I read that they were kind of trying to get a, per, a fairly decent-sized return for Ben Attendee, but he's a you know he's a free agent at the end of the year. Ben Attendee also has the potential issue for playoff teams in the AL, where he can't travel to Toronto currently.
1: Uh, yeah, 10 out of – 10.
0: 10 10 guys in Royals. Oh so I think Ben is going to drive his value down. Um, so I think, you know, you can look at maybe a Sean Burke, who's a younger starting pitcher. I think they drafted him out of Maryland last year. Um, you know, I think that could be a potential guy for the Royals where you're giving them, you know, you give him Sean Burke and you give him a lower end, um, a lower well, end but... bat, someone in single A as just, the, you know, kind of a throw in there. You know, I think you could maybe look at a a Tanner McDougal for Quintana or even Drury. Um, I think you're I think you're going to look at some of your lower end lower end prospects, kind of guys in the back half of the top 30. Um, you know, maybe throw in two two or three guys, two guys or you know, maybe even three for some of them.
1: Yeah. No, I, that that makes a lot of sense. I think Ben attende, like you mentioned might be tough to get. I, I do. I, I don't know how much he has. He can't have that much left on his deal. He's a
0: free agent at the, at the end of the season. Oh, he is. Yeah, I believe all okay. three of those. So players they're going to try are, to move
1: him. I believe all three. That's crazy. That's crazy that Benintendi's is already a free agent. Because he was kind of like he was. It was him or Mercada, I thought in that deal. The
0: Sox wanted Mercado from what I or Wanted Benintendi. Um, yeah. But He had came up. They had both come up at the end of the year that that season. Mancada had struggled and Benatendi had really killed it, so the the Benatendi uh, Benatendi had a higher price tag at that point, even though they Which were one. won Benatendi after. two.
1: Yeah, originally and then
0: prospect ranks.
1: And and Rick should have said no. I actually want Devers out of all those guys. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> anyway, so okay, I like those Schwabi. Um, so here here's mine. I'm gonna go back to the well. I, I talked about this previously. But I want a left handed reliever. We gotta give Tanner Banks some help because I don't trust that Bummer is coming back. Recent all star Joe Mantom The guy's got he's team control one more year, and then three years of arbitration left. So four years of control. So it might I mean you might have to give up a lot for him. He's a good which I'm a little hesitant to do because I don't necessarily trust bullpen guys where, you know, you you get hot one year and then next year they forget how to pitch. But for this year, the guy's hot. He's solid out of the pen. And I just think if we get one more guy that you could rely on to parlay that with a Lopez, a Graveman, a Liam, and then maybe Bummer comes back, you're looking at a a nasty bullpen. So I would give them Burger. And I would give them Cespedes for man to play. for a, a reliever, a one-inning left-handed reliever with four years of control. Who says no in that deal? That seems like a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. But I think Cespedes, I don't know if I see it at this point, but we've... I talked about it a lot. There's not; it's linear growth is not a thing in baseball. So Cispedes could all of a sudden turn into his brother, and you could look really bad for a deal like that. But Rick needs. Here's my thing, dude. Rick needs to do something where he's he's got to make a move where it puts us over the top because all the moves that he's made this year have been shit, except for the Cueto deal, and that was out of like desperation. So, I, I don't know, man. You get a guy like that who's shut down and he's feeling it this year, maybe that changes things.
2: So, I do like, if we're going to go up their bullpen, guys, to be honest with you, I really like what the Nationals have to offer. Um, with with Doolittle, um, with Clippard, Carl Edwards Jr., Finnegan, there's a lot of, even Chisick. I'd take him back again, but...
1: Those guys are like, is this 19, or is this 2018? This are like all guys that were... <laughs> They're probably still producing.
2: Yeah, they are. But, I mean, what are you talking? One, two innings here and there? Like, those are the guys that we can get cheap, throw a couple prospects, you know? Yeah, no, that's
1: true. That's true. You could get them very cheap. So, you're right. I don't hate that. And And you're not going to mortgage the future for it. I
0: I think that's the the thing, right, is the Sox have been so up and down this season. I don't know if you're going to get any huge deals. Yeah. Just from a standpoint of, you know, you want to make those big deals, you want to look to strike, when you're when you think you're a player away, a move away, and right now I think it would be hard to, I, it would be hard to fault Rick or Kenny or Jerry or Tony or whoever, um, if they said you know I think we're more than a move away, it doesn't make sense to mortgage a guy who you potentially see as part of your future. Right, and just to, just to dabble on
2: that, with the extra wild card seat, I mean we were talking the Orioles being a great trading team. What three four weeks ago, and now they're the hottest
1: team in baseball.
0: Yeah, they're not I anymore. Mean, All
1: right, the, the, this I think this is the worst thing that ha- has happened to the Orioles because they would have built a little bit more in the future, right. and now they're gonna try to add. I think yeah. So this happened to the White Sox a little bit, but I, I mean they need to. If I'm a if I'm an Orioles fan, and then they don't try to add to make the playoffs, I'm gonna be pissed. But they're going so. I'll go on record by saying the worst thing that ever happened to the White Sox. And I forget the year. I want to say it's 2016. You guys could correct me on this. It was the year we signed Jimmy Rollins. Of course. Special year of Dave's life. The Sox are scorching hot out of the gates. I think we're like 15 games above 500. We might have been like 30 and 15. We stumble a little bit. And you guys know where I'm going with this, right? Yep. Big game, James. Trade? Yep. So we trade for Shields for Tatis. Yep.
0: So
1: <laughs> the Orioles, they could get excited, and they should. I mean, the, the hat streak's awesome. I, we've been waiting for the hat streak for the White Sox. Maybe we're in the midst of it right now because we're pounding the Twins, and I'm fucking pumped up and, and jacked about it. But the Orioles aren't winning the World Series this year. So I the Orioles have, like— w- They need to build a little more, so like start moving a couple of those guys and getting more talent. And I don't know if they're going to do that. Sometimes, I mean, timing is everything in life. And the timing hurt the White Sox back when we traded Tatis for Shields. So, I don't know. We'll see. But to your point, Mush, I think the Orioles are off the table now because they're not going to be trading any of that Their bullpen's dominating. I think it's a matter of time before they slip up, but... They're, they're not going to give up any of their talent. No. So cross them off the list. All right, so we're going to move on. Everyone's favorite segment, Let's Get Pickled. Mush, I'm starting with you. Let's Get Pickled. What do you got for me, my friend?
2: Well, we're heading into the heart and soul of Summertime Shy. We're talking tacos and cervezas. <laughs> So I'm gonna it's dabble. Nice. I'm gonna dabble into a little bit of the uh, my favorite food. No offense, Dad. Don't take that personally. Um, tacos, baby. <laughs> top three tacos. <laughs> top three taco joints in the Chicago and area. Sorry. Or as they say, taco me out to the ball game." Okay. <laughs> Coming in at number three, Old Faithful taco burrito king also known as tbk can't say i've ever had it sober but man it is a great taco after 11 o'clock at night <laughs> taco burrito king over in harlem higgins across the street from teasers one of the best late night bars in the, the chicagoland oh, suburbs my. been there done that um coming in at number two tio louise Tio louise i'm sorry um, that's over on Archer and Pershing Road, off of Fifty Five, kind of southwest side over there for all you Sox fans. Uh, Tia Louise is probably one of the best taco joints south of uh, south of Two Ninety, but um, number one is is going to be hard hard to admit, but uh, big star in Wicker Park.
1: Yeah, that's
2: good. They, they serve a quality taco. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of paying five dollars a taco when I'm eating six of them. But um, Big Stars got the variety. They got great options, and uh, man, you can't go wrong with a taco and a cerveza in the summertime, man.
1: <laughs> What's a cerveza of choice?
2: I'm a Modelo Especial kind of guy. I don't oh, do the. Oh, you're current. a Sox
1: fan. <laughs> schwabi what do you got for me on the taco you know situation
0: i i i, I defer to dave on all my all my taco decisions
1: <laughs> i don't i don't even know if i have a list i you know <laughs> That's why I, I like the ta I, I like the tacos at chipotle i get the hard shot God, the
2: you are chipotle. so standard man <laughs> what, what is the what is the the new term for that now with the younger kids
1: I don't know what is it.
2: I don't know. So like mainstream, I don't
1: know what the fucking word is. That's not mainstream. I know what you're talking about. I don't know the term though. Basic. <laughs> All right, so that's a basic. That's basic. not basic. Now basics
2: it? like yeah. I mean I don't know. Moving
1: on. So that's a good. Okay, that's a good list, Mush. Good. You know what we need to do is we gotta have a uh, White Sox tailgate. Have some cervezas. Some Modelo's. Miller light got the contract back, but before that, we were we, we were drinking some Modelo's at Sox Park. Good beer. L- Luis Robert just hit another absolute rope. Dude, he's unconscious right now. He's not and a bit. I, I couldn't love it anymore. The king is just roping the ball. Oh. Everyone's fired up. Abreu, just, oh, Jesus. Abreu sliding in the I dugout. I saw that right on the
2: cement. More <laughs> uh, here, here's what's going to happen. Well, got- Knowing our luck, uh, Robert's going to take the final spot in the home run derby and just completely screw up everything.
1: No, 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 no. I usually am it. against those guys.
0: They killed what? Yeah, the they killed it. They filled it. Seeger got it.
1: Oh. Good. W- whatever. But I-, I usually am against that because it's like, oh, well, we're in their swing. That would fix everybody's swing on the White Sox. I want everybody on the White Sox to do the home
0: run. All I want you to do is try to swing for home runs.
1: Just just <laughs> literally just try to hit home runs. Is, is that Corey, I, Seager? I so ner- Corey Seager? I would get does. so yeah, nervous.
0: Corey Seager. I would get so nervous That's about
1: your
2: doppelganger, that. man. You look just like Corey Seager.
1: I've gotten that many times. My uh, When when the Dodgers were playing the, the flubs in the World Series, everyone was texting me that I look like Corey Seager. The only problem is Corey Seager is like a foot taller than me, better looking, and a better athlete. Yeah, I mean, but I, I agree on far.
2: all those, but. It's better than Jonathan. I look like Jonathan India, as I've been told. So, anyways,
1: Jonathan India, dude, <laughs> that you made my night going from Drury to India. Like, like it, the best part about it was, <laughs> the best part about it was I. I was like, oh, my God. I, I'm going to actually agree with a trade proposal by Mush that he's going to go after Drury because, like, I think he's probably the best guy we get and Mush just pulls Jonathan India.
2: We will never was,
1: agree. Absolutely. Never. All right, so we're, we are we got to close this out, gentlemen. So we're going to do a quick PMA segment and to look forward. I'll kick us off with the PMA. I, how could you not have PMA tonight? We had somehow we recover in Cleveland where it's been the house of horrors similar to Houston. We take the last two, which was just absolutely massive. Hopefully Aloy is not as injured. We didn't, we didn't talk about Aloy tonight, which I think we're all maybe a little sick of it, and that's why we didn't talk about it. But we take the last two of the series, and then we come out. It's uh I think it's bottom eight we're up nine to one against the twins i'm I'm jacked up i I want I want third throws this series I, we can't hold anything back we we have three more before the break hopefully we close this out just just get the last six outs get out of there with the W and then take three out of four. So we're set up nicely. We just got to take two out of the next three, and then we'd be three back, which would be absolutely massive. You get some momentum into the break, especially after everything that's gone wrong this whole season, to be three back. And I would I would argue on the flip side for the Twins that a lot of things have gone great. I, I don't trust their rotation at all. I think their rotation's overperforming. I'm also extremely biased to the White Sox, but... I don't know. That's my PMA. I think we're gonna take three out of four in this series. Going to the break, we're gonna get some rest. We're gonna give the whole team. We got to get give the legs some rest. We got to stop the barking. Mush, I'm gonna start with you. What's your PMA for the White Sox?
2: Um, I'm gonna go with the simple fact that we took three out of five games. From the Guardians and the Twins with Pollock, Harrison, and Sevi Zavala batting 7
1: If we could do that, boys, we are fucking golden. And Yaz, Yaz has been playing, he, he's he been hitting very well. I think he's getting healthy and he's going to I don't come care up do some, about do Grandell. Please, just carry on. Carry on.
0: Schwab. I mean, I you know, I was going to be really excited and they threw Tanner this inning. Um, Cause I thought what would what could have been a big help for us is that when you're able to win this first game nine to one, you know the Twins are are up nine to one right now. Twins threw four threw three bullpen guys, and if the Sox could got through there with you know not throwing their best arms, it sets up well for the rest of the series. Absolutely.
1: Who who would you have sent Vince out there to close it out? Yes, Vince is on give, the me, DL. give me give me I sent
0: Jose out there. Vin,
1: when is when did Vince go on the DL? They sent him on the deal after he got
0: after he got hammered the last time out, and that's how they brought classy. Lambert up. Uh, he's got a blister, I believe, is his uh, his current.
1: Ilk. Yeah, a blister. Okay, that's what we needed to do with Kelly. But I digress. Yeah. Okay. You
0: know, and then Cueto giving you six.
1: Dude, and throwing 118, is this guy,
0: 118 pitches today.
1: He threw 118.
0: Dude, he, I couldn't believe Tony sent him out there for the fifth. Or for the 6th. Well, I can but because he's not going to He was at like 108. He's not going he like to I've had a
1: few drinks. I I wasn't paying attention to the pitch. One, I think he was
0: 106 through 5.
1: I mean, how do you not love Johnny Cueto? This guy.
0: Dude, he's dude,
1: a stud. He's our best pitcher. The guy's a stud. He
0: is, he is all grit and guile and, and getting things done. He's been fantastic
1: this year. Yeah. So I, I love that. So... All right, n- nice job on the PMA boys. So I, I I'm gonna talk about the look forward real quick. We're up we're up nine one against the twins in bottom eight, so we gotta close this one out. Schwabi, talk me through the matchups we got Friday through Sunday. So tomorrow
0: we got Big Mike on the on the hill going against Devin Smeltzer.
1: Ooh, I love that lefty. Sat- not a strikeout guy either.
0: Saturday we got Lance Lynn versus big Dylan Bundy. Oh, the Bundy stinks.
1: Tough. Speaking of guys that are washed up, Bieber, Bieber, I exaggerate being washed up. Dylan, Bug Bundy is the Legs. definition. of Legs.
2: Washed up. You can't be washed up if you never got to that point where you can be washed up. <laughs> the guy never got there.
1: <laughs> he was good for a year. I think yeah. Dylan had
0: one. In good your bra, year.
1: he made some money.
0: Sunday we got the big matchup: Dylan sees versus the always underrated. TBA.
1: <laughs> so, who did, so, we'll see who what Sunday looks didn't... like.
2: Who else do they got in their rotation?
0: Uh, you know what we... Get the, the you know,
1: uh, Archer... I think Archer just won in the, the IL. Archer won in the IL for our
0: series. The first one. Yeah. Uh, he's, he was supposed to pitch against us, and then he missed that game.
1: But I don't think he... Who is the other guy? It's Son... You, um, you know, oh, uh, Ob, Ob- Ober is... Aubert is on the IL. Is Oda Rosie
2: on their team still?
1: No, he's on Houston. He's been in Houston for a while. Is he still in Houston? No, he's. I think so.
2: Eli Morgan? No.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, you got to like those matchups, right? Yeah. I mean, those are all great matchups. Dylan Cease, we didn't touch on at all. I mean, this guy, he's literally. When this All Star game is played, Dylan Cease will lead the league. He will lead Major League Baseball in strikeouts. And the guy won't be in the game. I I, I want, Schwabi next time we talk, a week from today, I want you to look up how many times that's happened in Major League history. I'm
0: going to go with zero.
1: I mean, that's an absolute shame. It's embarrassing for Major League Baseball.
0: I think Dylan Cias is
1: our ace. <laughs> Dylan Cias, he's an absolute stud. He walks a lot of guys, but he's got the stuff to, to come... And uh, and overcome that. He's he's a stud. He deserves to be in LA next week. It's unfortunate that's not going to happen. But at any rate, we're going to wrap this thing up. White Sox need to close out tonight. Take game one. Be absolutely massive. Three back. Three and back at the break. If we're three back at the break, I'm feeling I'm feeling great about. This We're going to get rolling. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week after the All-Star break. We'll do a preview of the second half. Catch you next time.